No mai, haere mai, ki tēnei hōtaka. Welcome to the panel on RNZ National. And by the way, expect a few closures across Auckland's motorway network tonight, including State Highway 28, Kirkwood Road to Rimu Road, northbound lanes. You can check the website for details. Uh, that's uh, Waka Kotahi NZ. On the programme, has inflation peaked? New data from Stats NZ shows inflation was 6.7% in the year to March, below expectations. The police washdog has found, despite a number of police failings during the parliament protest, officers served the public well in the face of, at times, extreme provocation. Talking about that on the panel today... A National Party candidate shares a poem on Facebook which compares then-Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern to Adolf Hitler. He resigns. MP candidate selection and calibre. That today. And a 24-7 Kmart opens at 3am. Suddenly you need a lemongrass aroma diffuser. Is this the dream come true? See, you wanted time, don't you? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Who wouldn't uh, want a lemon grass aroma diffuser at 3am? I would. You see me down there. I know you would, Parmjeet. Uh, or is this a consumer nightmare? Uh, a nightmare, rather. And as I said yesterday, highlighting examples of good customer service care, uh, Carla had her spa voucher honoured two years later, we discussed. Text me, 2101. You can email the panel at rnz.co. And you can listen back to the panel at rnz.co.nz forward slash the panel. With me this afternoon, Thursday, Palmjit Pamar, businesswoman, former member of parliament and former families. Commissioner Palmjit, good to have you here. Hello, great to be on. Very good. Also, Simon Wilson, senior writer at the New Zealand Herald. Kia ora, Simon. Kia ora, Wallace. You know, when you said... um what did you say? Nightwear at Kmart? Yeah. You've got to guess the might be a bit of that. <laughs> it was just my dreams coming live, yeah. wasn't it? Because yeah, I, that's enough. I that's do enough. need some new PJs. <laughs> All right, now to this, though. Uh, the Mazda Demio has been knocked off its perch, according to AMI. Toyota Aqua is now the most stolen car on their books. Our next guest has a theory why. And a big surge of car thefts claims up 43% from last year. Mind you, that's AMI. Um, so just AMI, rather. So how to keep our cars safe? If there's one person who knows, it's Clive Matthew Wilson from the Dog and Lemon Guide. Kia ora, Clive. Kia ora. Now, Toyota Aqua hasn't been in the top 10 most stolen car in recent years. Now it's number one. Are you surprised? Uh, yes and no. I mean, second thing, the Damios have been stolen and written off. Um, the uh, but the it's not all Aquas that are the problem. Uh-huh. Um, it's the cheap ones. The the more expensive ones in Japan, they have a. Um, anti-theft system as part of the deal, um, but Japan is such a safe country, most um, uh, buyers over there uh, don't bother. And that's why the Goodness. thieves are... Also, if you're wondering why it's these little cars, yeah. if you look at most, say, dairies, they've got just enough space for an Aqua or a Damio to fit, um, uh, fit, to fit in through the window. It's that simple. Hang on, hang on, little Clive. We're talking about cars, not your political theory on uh, who does what where. That, that we, we've got no stats on why. Uh. <laughs> Actually, I, I've been speaking to several people who I would consider very knowledgeable on the subject. I mean, when you think about it, they just get a big truck from a um, 
from a quarry and bang that through the windows because you do a lot more damage. But one of the things is that you're going to hit a concrete pillar at the front of the building. Little um, little cars are better for it. All right. Oh, okay. Well, I'm on one level, I guess that that makes a certain sense. Um, Simon, I'm just wondering, Clive. Hi, Clive. Uh, I'm just hi. wondering the number of car thefts must be much much higher than the number of ram raids. Yeah. Just wondering. Uh, so, what's they, the? Do you think there really is a relationship there? Oh, first of all, there is, and second thing, you know, once the social media is incredibly good when it comes to informing us about climate change, but it's also incredibly good about informing a particular group of people about how... You cut off, Clive. We'll come back to you. Yeah, say that again. Just move to the left or right a bit and say that again. Um, so... Uh, social media is sharing the good things and the bad things, and it's sharing how to steal uh, Damios and um, Aquas. <laughs> because they're all listening to RNZ. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they heard it here first on the panel, didn't they? I want we to know... <laughs> Uh, well, I've I, I've always I've always loved a small car. I'm a big fan of the small car palm sheet, and you know I, I've never done a ram raid myself. Um, <laughs> that's that's good to know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I never. You're still young though, Wallace. You know. yeah, thank you, Simon. <laughs> How can we? But well, palm sheet. What are your questions? Yeah, so I was thinking, what's the proportion of this make and model compared to other cars? Because if it's already in high numbers, then you would see keeping other factors exactly the same, that is, excess and uh, breaking in, then you would imagine that this will be the car that will be stolen most. Do we know that? Just more, more of them, so more More of stolen. them, definitely, yeah. yeah. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, so you've got small size, which is what they want. Um, you've got easy to break into the cheaper ones, not the more expensive ones. Uh, and and the, the word is out there on how to do it. So if you want a car to drive around the circles in a car park and then run through the front of the local dairy, you know, it's an obvious choice on Saturday night. So does uh, do we know the proportion? Or is it just because they're easy to break in? It's, it's because they're easy to break in and um, because they're reasonably well built, they probably survive going through the window. This sounds utterly bizarre to be saying it like this. But, it does, you know. Clive. It really does, because you're sort of putting something out there which uh, we haven't uh, ascertained. Uh, you know, you're making a direct correlation to these, which I think is really um, unsustainable. And we will come back on that. What I want you here for, though, Clive, is uh, your expertise, and that is... How can we protect the aqua? How can my, me, as a car owner, protect my aqua? That's what I want to know from you, Clive Matthews, not your theories on ram raids. Okay, so this is very simple. If you, if you can't do anything else, right, you're parking in a dodgy place, uh, then for, put a steering lock on. It won't stop an, a, 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 an experienced thief who's just going to hacksaw the side of the steering wheel off right so mm. but it, it the point is make it difficult every little yeah. step that you put in the way of the car you know a chain across your driveway is a really obvious one because oh. you it's very easy to put on um it won't stop a professional thief but what it does is it's annoying he's got to make noise the local dogs will start barking you, you know uh, and he's going to have to hang around hacksawing it or cutting it so that's number two he's you if you if you can delay you can stop um, number three, Good advice. Put a, yeah. Number three is to put a decent um, uh, car alarm on there, one that cuts off the starter motor. 
uh, and that's they, they, you can get them for. I think I got one for thirty five dollars on Trade Me. That's actually turned out to be quite good. Fantastic. And you aim, you aim the siren inside the car, not outside, but inside, because you try and drive a car <laughs> along with a siren screaming at you. You, you, you're a mine of information this afternoon, Clyde Matthews Wilson. You're a is that is that is that a fact? You aim the alarm inside the car. That's right, because that's where the people are going to be sitting while they joyride, and it's going to be really, really, really unpleasant. Right. You think about it. Not stick your head against. I'm just going to jump in. Your car alarm. Yeah, yeah. Just, uh, just on that um, psychology of having something stolen, something like a car, Simon. It's pretty upsetting, isn't it? It is upsetting. You We're know, making because, jokes, but we yeah. shouldn't be because it is terrible to have something stolen. Yeah. And ram raids are absolutely appalling. Yeah, totally. Too. Yeah. So, um, but you're right. Yeah. Um, Can I? Just I, I think Clive's quite thing. right that the things that make it look as if it's a bit harder, Big uh, they're worth doing. Um, it's like the principle of putting a sticker on your window saying this. There are, you know, this, this place is, is um, monitored, yeah. whether it is or not, every little bit. Final thoughts, Clive? Uh, just park it somewhere really in public and don't park it like on a back street uh, in a high crime area because you're just begging for people to choose your car. But if you can, for example, park it outside a police station, park <laughs> it outside a gas station, uh, you know, a church where people are going in and out, you know, mm. that greatly increases the chances that people will just stay away because they'd these don't like sunlight. All right. Uh, okay, Clive. Um, someone says, leave Clive alone. Wallace, you can't even drive, can you? <laughs> <laughs> is it true, Wallace? <laughs> that is true, Clive. I'll come to you for my lessons, okay, Clive? Okay. Maybe. Okay. All right. Thank you, Clive. That's Clive Matthew Wilson from the, uh, the Dog and Lemon Guy there. Have you had uh, your car stolen before, Palmjeet? No, thank God. No. You wouldn't want it, eh? No. No. Straight up. Yep. All right. Very good. Um, wonderful stuff. Simon Wilson and Palmjeet Palmer with me this afternoon. Why don't you take it away? What's your IBT for us this afternoon across the country, Palmjeet? Actually, I have been thinking about my own garden, um, my backyard. Um, last year, um, before Christmas, we thought we should remodel it because we were quite bored with the same look for so many years. And then we thought December, January is not the right time. We can't find people to do anything. So we wait until February, March. And February, March, when I started inquiring, you'll be really surprised that landscape people were not available for six to eight weeks. And uh, for people to come and do the actual work on site, they were not available for two to three months. So getting a bit impatient last month, we decided we do it ourselves. And I have to say that it's only 80% done. Um, the quotations that we received from these different companies were in the range of 25000 to 35000 mm-hmm. So, yep, after doing this much How work... How much again? How much? 25000 to 35000 yeah. yeah, and then... I've all of a sudden discovered all the advantages of DIY because it's not just only cost effective, um, but also looking at it every morning and getting that great feeling, um, you know, that feeling so proud that we have done it ourselves. Do you know what? You've inspired me. Oh, that's You really wonderful. have. Because I'll tell, you, I'll tell you why. Uh, a year and a half ago, I bought a new house. Uh, just so happy with it. But we want natives and we want tussocks, mm-hmm. grasses. You know what we've got? Agapanthers. No, they're, they're weed. Yeah, <laughs> agapanthers with their roots going deep down. Yeah. And yeah. I, I'm saying too hard basket, and I'm trying to get
get the motivation to try and do it myself, but I understand acupuncture have deep roots. Mm. The question is, can I, Wallace Chapman, do it myself as a non-DIY person? What would you say, Count Farmer? Oh, what we did is we just decided to use a weed killer, and then we just resurfaced the whole thing. So we use different pebbles. <laughs> All guns blazing, Tom <laughs> I was just my visiting a, a wildlife garden. <laughs> no, it's no, no, straight no. to the straight <laughs> to the poisons for you, Tom Thank you for that, <laughs> Simon Wilson. I've been thinking. <laughs> well, I've been thinking about Auckland Transport because I interviewed the new. Uh, Chief Executive of Auckland Transport this week, and that story's coming on Saturday. But looking at the problems they've got, one of them is that they're unreliable. People know that not enough buses turn up on time if they turn up at all. Uh, one of them knows that one of them is that the company is untrusted uh, because they don't know that Auckland Transport is telling them the truth or is going to make good on the problems. Uh, but a problem beyond all that is that when people think about the, the difficulties of transport in Auckland, we tend to think about the big projects. City Rail Link, is there really going to be a light rail? Is there really going to be a tunnel under the harbour? Why is the Eastern Busway taking so long? All those things. Almost none of those things are Auckland Transport. They're all government. But the problems of transport in Auckland need to be resolved quickly, need to be resolved now, because we need congestion attended to, because we need safer roads, and of course because we need to reduce emissions. So my proposal, what I've been thinking for Auckland Transport is, why don't they say... We'll pay for your Uber if the bus doesn't come. In other words, there could be chaos because a lot of buses don't come and that would be a lot of Ubers. But actually, if you make a promise like that, you've got to make the buses come. You've got to put the resources in. You've got to spend the money. You've got to have the system in place in order to make those buses run on time. And if you're doing that, it becomes a service that people know Gosh, maybe it is reliable now, and if it isn't reliable, they're backing it up. There's the challenge. That, yeah. we'll so that's my challenge to We'll them. pay for your Uber if the bus doesn't yeah. come. Hmm. So um, who is going to pay for that? Ultimately, it will be Auckland, Auckland Council. Auckland Transport is going Auckland to pay Transport. for it. But Auckland and Transport has to pay money anyway to get the buses to? running properly. That's, so that's right, but there will be the, a bit of catch-up, isn't it? Okay, so they hmm. say, all right, um, but uh, if there is a bit of catch-up, it will also make them put the money into making the buses run hmm. properly. Hmm. At the moment, Auckland Transport doesn't pay, or the, the service providers working for Auckland Transport don't pay as much money uh, for bus drivers as they do in Wellington and other places. There's they your need challenge. To do more. We'll pay for your Uber if the bus uh, doesn't come. You're on the panel with Palmjeet Pamar and Simon Wilson. There's a lot to discuss this afternoon. Do stay with us right here on RNZ National, the panel.